You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. Many people define stagnation as not producing or being at a standstill. I get it. However, I would like to add a little weight to the definition and say that I may be producing. I may be moving. However, my production and my movements are disrespectful to the purpose that's inside of me to the greatness that's inside of me. If that's going on, that's stagnation as well. And that's okay. Guess why? Because I have developed a tool. I wrote a book called From Stagnation to Transformation. And that book was written specifically for individuals that feel stuck, that feel lost, that feel like they're just wandering in the wilderness, that feel like they just, I need something is just missing. It's okay. I want you to head over to www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation. There you're going to find a complimentary portion of the book. That's right. A complimentary portion of the book. I want you to read that portion. After that, it's going to ignite such a fire inside of you that you're going to want to purchase the your personal copy of From Stagnation to Transformation. So I want you to do that as well. Why? Because I believe that it'll give you a 21 day jumpstart to fulfilling or re-identifying purpose in whatever core area you find yourself stagnant in. So again, visit www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation. What's up, everybody? You are listening to the What Now podcast, where we discuss ways of effectively addressing life's most difficult moments. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the What Now podcast. That's right. The What Now podcast, where we discuss positive ways of facing life's most difficult moments. Now put your quotation marks around that word difficult. Matter of fact, scratch all that, scratch that word out, erase it, white it out, do whatever you have to do. And let's substitute that word with defining or let's replace that word with defining. So we have conversations about effective ways of facing life's most defining moments. And we understand that we call or classify these moments as defining moments now. Why? Because we have the right, the authority, and the responsibility to define those moments in our lives and not allow those moments to define us. All right? So, listen, you're listening today, you're listening tonight, Whenever you're listening, I appreciate you listening. I love each and every one of you. I value your thoughts and opinions. That's why I always open it up for your feedback. You know, you can reach out to me at info at cliftonpattyjohn.com. All right. But for the last few months, the only voice that you have heard on this podcast is mine. Why? Because on Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through purposeful conversations, regardless of how uncomfortable and unpopular those conversations are, you know, I invite guests on 
on a continuous basis to share their transformative story. But what I've decided to do is I want to open up this platform to individuals as well who have what now stories. They've had these defining moments. They're facing these defining moments and they want to share their stories with each and every one of you and maybe share some tools, techniques, and strategies that they, they've applied that you may be able to apply to your own life. So tonight we start where you don't just hear from me. And I know you guys enjoy my voice. Hey, I love my voice as well, but you're also going to hear from other people. All right. So sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's interview. John is a husband, father, student, and the author of I Know Your Love Language, a love letter on depression. He is also the host of the Rediscover Your Will podcast. As an author, John uses the pen name RTWTL, which stands for rediscover the will to live and his own words. He is simply doing his part to make the world a little brighter. Help me welcome to the show, John. John, welcome to the show. How are you tonight? I'm good, Clifton. How are you doing, man? I'm glad to be here. Listen, I'm great, man. I'm great. And I'm excited to be sitting down to talk with you about yourself and everything that you have going on. Dope, dope. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, man. This is, uh, like I told you, this is my my first, uh, I guess you could say, unofficial podcast. You know, I'm sitting on the other side of the the chair, the table. So I'm excited, man. I'm ready to talk. And yeah, let's get this, let's get this going, man. Let's get going. Listen, I always like to start with an icebreaker. Okay, so we're going to start with an icebreaker. I'm actually switching it up, though. I'm not going to use the usual icebreaker that I use. So here's the question. If you were stranded on an island and you could only have three items with you, what would those three items be and why? Ooh, I love that. I love that question. So if I had three items with me, uh... I like how you worded that too, because you didn't just say three things. Because the first right. one obviously would have been my family. I like how you said that. Absolutely. So, if I had three items, I would say, "Oh man, we ain't got no Wi-Fi. That's screwed." Mm-hmm. I would probably say uh, my resistance bands, because I can do pretty much any workout with that. Uh, I would say. Man, I would say uh, probably a machete so I could hunt and, you know, chop coconut and all that good stuff. Right, right. And probably a satellite phone because I don't want to stay there. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel you. <laughs> I feel, Especially being limited to three items. I'd be trying to get out of there as well. For sure. So now, listen, let's talk about, as I said, we're going to talk about the podcast. We're going to talk about the books. We're going to talk about everything that you are doing to create a greater world. But before we do all that, I want the audience to get to know who you are. So can you give us a little bit of exactly who you are from, you know, childhood on up, how you got to where you are right now? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is John and uh, I'm going to touch on this in just a second, but I also go by my pen name, which is RTWTL, which stands for Rediscover the Will to Live. And I'll tell you guys how I came up with that pen name, but I am a author. I have one book out right now. I'm working on my second book, which I am super, super excited about. And I'm also a blogger. I don't blog as much as I used to, uh, but still out there. I'm a blogger and I am a podcaster. Excuse me. Uh, podcaster I'm a father a husband all that good stuff and so I'm gonna get to uh before I get into my story you know from the early bringing up uh I'll say how I got my pen name so my pen name is rediscover the will to live and 
I would say about probably I'm probably shortchanging it. It's probably longer than what I think it is. So probably about, I don't know, seven years ago, uh, I came up with uh, my pen name. It's actually really funny how I came up with it, uh, but also kind of a long story. I don't know. I mean, this is a podcast, so obviously we got time. But so anyways, I came up with my pen name and I started to write more. I started to journal more. I started to just get my thoughts down on paper. And my favorite, or oh, I'm, I'm about to give it away right now. I just started blabbing my mouth. So my favorite movie, I got my pen name from that movie. And I was watching this movie and it was actually the special edition of the movie. You know, back when everybody used to watch DVDs, they had the bonus disc and yeah. they actually said this on that bonus disc when they were describing the character. It was like, oh, well, this character is a perfect portrayal of somebody who has rediscovered the will to live. And then mm, right there, it just clicked in my head, like, that's me. And this movie defines me. As crazy as it sounds, Clifton, that movie is Batman The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, for real? That is my favorite. I'm a huge Batman fan. Okay. And that movie resonates with me so much. Not even, not just the surface stuff where they're, oh, he's got to fight a bad guy, of course. He's got to save Gotham. But just the struggle, just the, the starting at, the, at his peak when he was Batman, when he was that vigilante saving the world, the Cape Crusader, then he was just broken. And he had to rebuild himself mentally first to get out of that well. And until he could do that mentally, without the rope, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but he couldn't mm -hmm. do it until he let go of that rope. And then, then and only then he can get out of that well. That, that movie resonates with me so much. I love that movie. I've probably seen it a hundred times. So anyways, I'm on a tangent. That's how I got my pen name. Started to write more. And in 2017, uh, I started to write my first book. And I'm a very impulsive person. Excuse me. I'm a very impulsive person. I just do stuff and I just blah, just get it out there. Just get it off my chest. And for, in a sense, that's what I did with my first book. So my first book is, it's a short story and it's just something that I just wanted to get out of there. Excuse me. So yeah, it's just something I wanted to get out of there and it's called, I uh, know your language. And so it's pretty much about uh, a kid that grew up um, I'm not going to give it away for, you know, all the listeners out there that are interested. Absolutely. It's about a kid that grew up and he went through some things in his childhood. He ended up suffering from depression. And at some point in his life, he reconnects with his father who had that same story and they reconnect. And turns out, like I said, they had the same story. They both grew up, you know, suffering from depression and they actually, I'm not going to give it away, but yeah, I love it, dude. If you guys want to check that out, it's on my, we'll talk about how to, you know, get in touch with me and all that. So yeah, that was my right. first book. I released that in 2018 and I just continued to write. I continued to get my, my thoughts on paper. Like I said, journaling more. And last year I started on my second book and I don't want to talk too much about that. That's still in the works, but I'm super excited about that book. I have more details on the website, but whatever. So more about me. So I grew up and I've been asked this question before if I, and the way it pertains to my childhood, if I could describe my childhood, if I had one word, I would say a very, I grew up very militant. I grew up in a military household. My father was that guy. He was the head of the household. He ran the household and he ran it with the iron fist. Mm -hmm. And he was in the military up until I was, uh, I'd say about, I, I really don't know. I was probably about five or six. And that carried on until after he retired. And things had to be done a certain way. There were consequences if things weren't done on time in the way that they should be done. There was no sleeping in in my house, regardless if it was a Saturday or a Tuesday. You had to be up at seven, eight o'clock. And you had to, there was work that had to be done. You had to do your work. And it was very, yeah, it was very structured, very militant, like I said. And it's hard to look at my childhood 
from the outside looking in because that's all I know. I mean, you know, I could have mm-hmm. grew up with my parents slinging drugs, gang banging. I was like, oh, that's normal. No gunshots, that's normal. But that's all I knew. So, you know, to me, like I said, it was a very normal childhood. I had friends. I had, you know, I was the youngest of four siblings. And as I got older, I noticed that there was something that I was seriously missing out of my life. And that was the fact that, for one, I grew up with severe depression. Mm -hmm. Just straight up, like from the age of 14, it was just crippling and just crushing depression every night. And I didn't realize that until I was an older man. And this was three years ago, two years ago. I didn't realize what that was because back then there was no big, you know, big movement and there was no big, you know, openness about talking about depression, right. about talking about, you know, getting your kids into, in your, into therapy and to being expressive about your feelings. I wasn't allowed to cry in my house. Mm-hmm. And that was told to me straight up. There's no crying in my house. You suck it up. And that was what I knew. So I was like, All right, I guess I got to suck it up. And I did that up until two years ago. And that's when I had that conversation with my wife. And it was an ultimatum placed on the table. This is what you do, or I'm going to leave you. Because mm-hmm. she, unfortunately, had to pick me up so many times and to help me and to guide me and to give me advice only for me to just let that fall short and to pretty much just disregard it. Mm-hmm. So that's when that ultimatum was placed on the table. And that's when I started to see somebody. And that's when I started to better myself. But I kind of foreshadowed that, like I said, about five or seven years ago when I knew that I had to make a change in my life. I needed to rediscover my will to live because I had no goals. If you would have asked me when I was graduating high school, you know, everybody asks the graduating class, oh, what are your next plans? Or what do you you know, what do you, what's next? I, I don't know. I had no plans. I had no future plan for myself. I grew up thinking that I was less than. I grew up thinking that I wasn't smart. I grew up thinking that I just needed to get a job, wherever that may be, just so my parents could be happy. Mm-hmm. And like I said, when I was foreshadowing, I didn't, it, it didn't resonate with me a hundred percent when I rediscovered my will to live but over the years it just started kicking in more and it just started resonating more with me and I knew that I had to do something and then that's like like I said when I started to write more I started to do more and I started to realize that somebody out there needs to hear what I have to say what I went through because I knew that I was not alone when I was suffering because if I could look back now and if I would give my younger version of myself one piece of advice is that somebody loves you and that somebody's rooting for you and somebody cares for you because I didn't feel that. Mm-hmm. It was there, but it was just different. It was a different kind of love. You know what I mean? And if you were to ask me back then, I, I would tell you that nobody I was, it was me against the world. You know, I was, I was angry. You know, I hated the world. I hated looking in the mirror. So that's what I, that's, that's what my purpose is in life. I want to be that voice for somebody that's in the stands cheering them on as they're at their, you know, sporting event that we call life. Because I know that somebody out there needs to hear it. And that's just my little piece that I want to put into this world to make it better. That's great. And you walked us through a lot. You walked us through a lot. Um, and I want to start back at your childhood when you were talking about, you know, your struggles with uh, severe depression. Now, you didn't realize it until you got older. However, you know, once you got older, you were able to pinpoint some of the things that happened in your life to realize that you could trace that back to, wait a minute, you know, I was severely depressed. Now, how much of everything that you experienced in your childhood affected, because you talked about a, a defining moment in your life where you 
and your wife sat down and talked, you know, and it was a, at that point, you know, some decisions had to be made. How much of that did you trace back to your childhood and how much did you have to let go as it pertained to your childhood to be able to move on in life? So not so tracing it back to my childhood, there was a lot that affects me to this day. So just the the lack of socializing, the the lack of befriending people, the lack of I just didn't have those social skills. I didn't build those social skills in those years that were just most critical as a young adult. And a, a lot of it, you know, like I said, as I grew older, like I know today, a lot of that was self-inflicted mm -hmm. because even though I felt a way inside, I still told myself that you can't be social. You can't befriend these people. They're just going to hurt you. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch promote and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major platform directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over a hundred thousand podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to show how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes and more. So start your show today by using the link provided in the show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, and it gives you an opportunity to receive a $20 Amazon gift card, as well as it helps support our show. And I told myself a lot of negative things, you know, throughout my childhood. And... It affected me, you know, as I grew older, I didn't know how to, not only when I did make friends, I didn't know how to keep those friends. I didn't know to, you know, check up on those friends or call them out of the blue. You know what I mean? I would just let them fall out of my life. You know, and that sucks when you get older. You know, Absolutely. I'm not, not trying to sound too sad here, but. It sucks when you get older because I don't have my high school friends. You know, I live in a completely different town. I live, you know, I can't just go pop up and, you know, chill with them. But, you know, it's just, you know, you still got to build on that as you get older. You still have to find ways to subsidize and find other ways and to you know, and if you're willing to do so, rekindle some of those relationships. And that's something that I learned, I had to learn to do because, and I also had to forgive, forgive, sorry, I got a little accent, I'm from the South. Mm -hmm. I had to uh, forgive some of those people because I had a lot of resentment for people yes. growing up. You know yes. what I mean? That's just something I had to do, you know, as I grew older, you know, like I said, that's just a necessary step into you know, being more whole, being more complete. Uh, forgiveness is, I tell people it is paramount because it's a big weight lifted off of you because now you no longer have to carry that resentment or the anger or the bitterness 
or sometimes even the the uh the power of that experience sometimes when we forgive we release the power of that experience now let's talk about forgiveness now you talked about forgiving others was it hard for you to forgive yourself as well for some of the decisions you made for uh maybe not stepping out and trying things that you know you might look back and say oh man i should i might should have tried that was it easy for you to forgive yourself or was that a struggle as well honestly clifton i think that was probably harder yeah it is <laughs> you know because i am my my biggest critic you know it's easy to beat myself up you know because i'm with me every day right i know what my triggers are yeah. and you know uh it definitely was it definitely was not easy you know i had to you know it just comes it just comes with the package man it's just something that comes with it and you know just being more complete with yourself and finding out what how to patch up those leaks yeah. you know what you have to do to you know you learn more when you talk to more educated people that you know have been through some things or that you know or a therapist they tell you you know yes. once you just spew everything out kind of like I, what i did with you here you know they tell you okay well what if you did this or maybe you can do that you know it all yeah it's all about it's all a part of the healing man absolutely and it's a process and that's what i always like to encourage people to understand like it's not anything that's going to happen overnight it's a process because this thing happened for years upon years upon years. So I want to ask you a question. What keeps you going through the process? What is it that motivates and inspires you and just keeps you going on a day-to-day -day basis? Uh, for one, my, my family, my children. Okay. And I'm a very big believer in that things happen for a reason. Absolutely. And I feel like these things happen to me one to test me because my higher power believed and knew that i could endure these things absolutely and for two i went through these things so i can advise somebody else that is going through these things this is the way you go don't go that way somebody does love you you know and you said something a while ago, too, I wanted to revisit. You were talking about how you felt as if you were not loved, but you realized you were. It just came in a different uh, way or a different language, per se. Is that what inspired your first book? Uh, absolutely, man. That, uh, that book was, you know, part of me when I released that book, I was, I was nervous to put out the truth. So I changed up a couple of names. I changed minor details, but essentially that is loosely based on my life. Okay. For sure. That was 100% inspired by my life. So what, what inspired you to pick up the pen and put it to paper or pick up a uh, paper or pick up the computer and just start typing? What was it that helped you realize that there were books inside of you, that it was, you know, you had stories that individuals needed to hear or read. Uh, for one, I, that's, that is a, a form of therapy for me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just like getting it on paper, getting it out there, getting it, just releasing it. And I, I learned that over the years, I really took a liking towards, you know, English writing and, you know, just that whole structure. I, I realized that, Hey, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. And, you know, I would have my wife would be taking college classes and I was like, well, you should do this or, you know, let me write that for you. Or, you know, I just found out that, you know, I was, I felt that, you know, I was pretty good at it. And I knew that, like I said earlier, like this, this is, this is going to help somebody, mm -hmm. you know, and that I have a story to tell just like we all do. Absolutely. You know, I have a story to tell and yeah, that, that's, that's pretty much it, man. That, that inspires me that I'm inspiring somebody else because I am a firm believer in paying it forward. I'm a firm believer. And, uh, there's a quote that I always talk about, uh, I'm going to paraphrase, but the, 
the rent we pay is, you know, serving others. And that is one of my services that I like to, you know, render out into the world. Okay. Now, you were talking about, you know, when you graduated high school, you kind of didn't really have direction and know, I don't know what I'm going to do. I just know I need to get a job. I need to get a job to make everybody in my life happy. Now, I want to ask you a question. When you finished that first book and you published that first book, how did that make you feel? I felt great. You know, I felt great that, you know, a part of my story was out there, even though it was titled, you know, a, a fiction book or, you know, whatever it was titled, you know, it was a, a, a big, a big release for me, you know, and, and also just, you know, for all my artists out there and, you know, just putting a piece of my, you know, my baby out there into the world, you know? Yeah. Okay, cool. Now, Let's talk about the podcast a little bit because um, I see now so many people becoming voices like, and I love it because I feel as if when you become a voice, it's as if you found your voice. Like you now understand that there is value and weight to what's inside of me. And there are people that are out there that I don't even know, I never have met, may never meet, but need to hear what I have to say. So how long ago did you launch your podcast? So the podcast launched in December of 2019. So it's been what, just over well, about eight months, about eight months now. Now let's talk about the podcast a little bit. I didn't even say, i uh, give you a chance to give the title. I think you did a while ago, but can you tell everybody the title of your podcast, the purpose of your podcast, all of those things. And then we're going to talk about some of the episodes and all of that stuff. Sure. Yeah. So the podcast is titled the rediscover the will podcast. And that is um, obviously taken from my pen name, rediscover the will to live. And I wanted it to be all encompassing within, within the same, under the same umbrella. So if you would, uh, you can correlate that with the, the brand name, which is or which is also the pen name, and you would notice that within the podcast name. Now, also recently, I noticed that it doesn't really flow too well off the tongue as far as you know the pen name "Rediscover the Will Live." So I'm kind of thinking about you know just shortening that down. So I'm still playing around with that, but yeah. So that's the that's the podcast, and it's just pretty much more of me living my purpose, putting that my two cents in the world and providing a service. So on the podcast, we talk about, you know, being ultimately just being the best version of ourselves and just some advice that I can give out, whether that's just myself or we have a guest on there who talks about something that they've been through, how they overcame it, kind of like, you know, on the, where we're at right now on the What Now podcast, you know, we talk about, you know, how somebody overcame this and, you know, the steps that they took to do it, or this is what I'm doing. And I had to, you know, overcome this, that, and the third. And maybe, you know, hopefully somebody out there is listening could say, Hey, you know, that sounds interesting to me, or, Hey, you know, I'm having trouble with this, that, and the third. And this person is giving me a clear blueprint. Awesome. So, and that's so needed right now, especially with everything that we're going on, what we have going on in the world from the pandemic, social injustices, all of those things. People are looking for solutions, they're looking for answers, or they're lo looking for a conversation that is kind of different than the conversations that they've been accustomed to. People desire change, you know, they desire to see that there is hope. Now, absolutely. with your podcast, what inspired you to begin the podcast? Well, I always knew that I wanted to get my voice out there. You know, it started with books. And, you know, for I don't know how, but I came across, you know, the fact that, you know, getting into podcasting is not 
as hard as some people think, but, you know, mastering it, of course, you know, it takes, you know, determination. It takes, you know, it takes effort. You know, that's not easy, but getting into it, I was like, oh, you know, I can do that. I'm a pretty, honestly, at my core, I'm a, a goofy nerd and I'm pretty, <laughs> okay. what I would like to say, I'm pretty tech savvy. And I was like, oh, I, mean, I could do that. So, you know, I got some equipment and I just wanted to get, you know, my voice out there. And so that along with everything else in my life, I just did it on a whim. And if there are any fellow podcasters out there that are listening, there is the unwritten code of this is how you start it. This is how you launch it. And this is how you carry on with your podcast. I didn't do any of that. I just recorded uh. <laughs> <laughs> I just me rec- either. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that man. So I just recorded one night and I just boom, just threw it out there. And I didn't have, you know, I didn't have any uh extra episodes already in the stash. It was just that one episode, just boom, out there. And then, you know, I figured it out along the way. And yeah, so this this is where we are right now. And I like how you talked about that because I did the same thing. I At first, I was like, well, I'm going to research it. I'm going to find out what this person suggests and what that person suggests. And then I was like, nah, I'm just going to be like Nike. I'm just going to throw it out there. And one night I was just sitting around and I recorded it. And I think about a couple nights later, I uploaded it and people were started listening to it and, and wanted more. And I was like, oh, okay, well, now I'm starting you know, I started to get the hang of it and getting more comfortable. You know, I'm comfortable talking to crowds, but sometimes sitting in a room with a microphone by myself for some reason wasn't very comfortable. And the more that I did it, the more I became comfortable with it. Now, what are some things that you learned throughout the the, uh, podcasting experience? For those that are out there that are like, man, I just can't do this thing. What are some lessons you learned concerning podcasting? Uh, it's easier said than done, but just be yourself, be authentic. You know, it's going to take some practice. It's going to take you, it's going to take some talking in the mirror, talking to yourself on your way to work, but get used to your voice. You know what I mean? It's because you want to come off authentic because you don't want to be, you know, 200 episodes down the line and you're still faking it because that that's hard. That's like cheating in, cheating in a relationship. You got to keep that up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got to keep that lie going. So, and that's something that, um, you know, I'm still working on today. Just, you know, trying to be as authentic as I am. Anthony Baker Jr. is the CEO of a nonprofit community organization called helping the homeless as an organization they are committed to changing lives and making others smile in addition to providing hands-on services for the homeless community all over philadelphia they also have a big brothers mentoring program where participating youth are taught the value of giving back to their community to learn more about the organization Call 215-487-8589 or email them at hthphilly at gmail.com. And because one thing... um Hold on, let me let me touch on something real quick. So this is okay. for everybody listening out there for podcasting and anything in general that you want to start that you've been putting off. Let me tell you, there was something that I saw on a forum somewhere and it really resonated with me. And like I said, for podcasting, anything else that you start new, you're going to suck when you first start. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't care what you do. I don't care who you oh, hire. Oh, man. I don't care who you hire, who's on your team. I don't care if you got Joe Rogan and the wings helping you out. You're going to suck. Just do it. Just do it, man. Trust me. And then you will, you, will, you will hone your craft. You will get better. 
So that's my advice to you guys. And what was that? What was the question again, Clifton? I'm sorry. That was that was pretty much it. You know, what lesson did you learn throughout the process that you could share with those who are out there that are holding these ideas and thinking, well, maybe one day I'll do it. Maybe one day I'll do it. You hit it. Just do it. That's right. You know, and realize you're going to you're going to suck. But if you never start, you'll never get past that state of sucking. And it's OK that you suck. That's right, man. That's right. I also saw a, a comment that somebody had said and um, they were talking and like, once you get further along, this is more specific to podcasts, but you can apply it to anything. So once you get more along and you get more, you, you hone your craft a little bit more and, you know, let's just say somebody big wants to, you know, work with you or you want to get a sponsor or whatever it is, they're not going to come to you and say, uh, hey, Clifton, uh, I know you're on uh, episode 100, but I listened to your first episode and uh, I don't really like it. So uh, exactly. I don't think we're going to work with you. Nobody's going to say that. Nobody's going to do that. No, no. So just, you know, something about it. And that's why I tell them too, like that, you want to be able to look back and some days I go back and play the first episode. I listen to the sound. I listen to everything around it, And I was like, wow, okay. And then I can go back and listen to an updated episode and I'd be like, okay, I can see where I'm growing with this thing. And I always tell people, do it for measurements for yourself too. So you can just keep looking back and be like, wow, okay, I'm really starting to get the hang of that. And that hang of this, and that's anything in life. Like you said, you know, we're not going to be experts at it until we continue to build the momentum and the experience with it. That's it, man. Right on ahead, man. You hit it. So now let's talk about, um, you were talking about Batman and you were talking about um, letting go of the rope to rebuild itself. And you were talking about rebuilding yourself mentally. You talked about that being, you know, paralleling with your life. What are some ropes that you had to let go in order to be able to rebuild yourself mentally to get to where you are now and where you desire to progress to? You asking all the right questions, Clifton. <laughs> uh, so one thing that I had to, to, you know, cope with is just being comfortable in my own skin. You know, growing up, I, I felt that I was the ugliest thing on the planet. Had girlfriends cheating on me. And that was, that's one thing that I had to cope with. And I had to cope with, um, just, um, understanding that I have today because I woke up today. So therefore it is another day to be great. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, Clifton, there is, um, there's a um, a family member of mine that is a, a strange family member who is all but disappeared, and that really hurt me growing up. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel comfortable talking about that on the What Now podcast because that's what this is about. Right. And that was something I had to deal with. I had to tackle that head on. Mm. And something that I still am working on, to be honest. Because as the baby of the family, as the youngest, I grew up not having to be the one to be the bigger person. I was always the one getting looked after. I was right. always the one getting checked on. And growing up, I had to realize that I need to be the bigger person. And I had to learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, just in general, just, you know, other stuff that, that comes along with becoming a better person, you know, just learning how to treat people better, learn how to raise my, my kids better. Because, you know, going back to my parents, they, they are older. You know, my parents had me, you know, my dad was 34 when he had me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're very strict Southern people. And the way that they grew up was very harsh. Mm -hmm. You know, they they grew up with, you know, people that, you know, still had slaves in their generation. 
You know, they grew right. up through integration and they grew up through harsh, tough, a harsh and tough world. And, you know, you know, the world was hard on them. You know, life was not easy for them. Right. And, you know, they didn't have all the tools that you need to raise a child in today's society. And I don't blame Absolutely. them for that. You know, I don't blame them for that. And that's another thing that I had to work on is forgiving them for not knowing, you know, how to raise a child in today's society. Because it's very different than it was back then. True. Yeah. True. Sure. Now, your own children, how did having your own ch children change your life and change your perspective of life? Like I said, uh, I feel everything happens for a reason. So my oldest child, um, he was born, I was really young when I had my oldest child. I was 20 years old. Uh, okay. My wife, then girlfriend, was pregnant. She was 19 at the time. And he came in my life, and we were best friends. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's a point in time to where I needed a best friend. And I feel that my kids each played a very important part in my life. Mm -hmm. and you know one day they'll understand that so my oldest he was my best friend you know we did everything every day all day we were together and he was the funniest person in the world to me I remember my sister my older sister at that you know around that time she told me I was obsessed with him and that's what he did for me he showed me how to to be friends to how to open up and to just enjoy life and just, just laugh, man. You know, sometimes I take stuff so serious and he yeah. taught me how to not do that, you know, how to, you know, just, just laugh, man. And my youngest, he taught me, uh, <laughs> he taught me how to be genuine, how to love life. And I'm not being biased here, but I'm telling you, this kid is perfect. Really? Like, he is the sweetest person I know. And he's that, you know, when I had my youngest at that time, I was really hoping for a girl because I thought that, you know, when you have girls, you know, they're the ones that take care of you when you're older. I wanted that more emotional <laughs> part. Mm -hmm. And he, He's the male version of that. Like, he's the gotcha. sweetest kid. Like, We'll be sitting at dinner, and he's the one that he's like, oh, I want to say prayer. And he's like, oh, I thank you for my family. You know, I just done the third. He's like a little preacher, you know? Got you. But, dude, my kids literally saved my life. and I love them to death. Awesome, awesome. Now, here's what I want you to do before we go. I want you to give everybody your social media handles, where they can purchase your books where they can uh, listen to your podcast, as much information as possible. Absolutely. So everything, if you guys want to get in touch with me, you can head to my website. It is rtwtl.com. I have everything there. I have the podcast. I have my books. And I have a little blurb on there that talks about my upcoming book also have uh, some merch on the website and all my social media links on the website as well as well and you can get in touch with me there that's the easiest place to do it or you can just google rtwtl i'm on instagram twitter uh, facebook linkedin it's pretty easy to get in touch with me and yeah if you guys are willing to do so i'm looking forward to talking to you guys awesome now i have one more question for you the name of the show is What Now? So what now is going on with John? Uh, what now is going on with me is I am conquering life. I'm becoming the best version of myself. And actually, you know, what now? Lately, I've just been overwhelmed with a, a feeling of just being completely blessed. Like I wake up, you know, I'm just, I'm ready to attack the day. I'm just so happy because, you know, I look at 
where I am, especially in the state that everybody's in right now, mm-hmm. you know, just having empathy for everybody that's out there and just feeling blessed that I'm healthy, family's healthy, and I have another day. And, you know, I'm still hungry. You know, I'm a middle-aged man, but I have that hunger, you know, as a 16-year-old that just made the varsity team. I have that hunger. And I honestly am so grateful that I do. And I also think that it's for a reason that I still have that hunger. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just, I still have a lot more to do, and I'm super excited about it. Awesome, awesome. Now, that's the last serious question I have. The last, uh, I like to end with an icebreaker too. This is kind of a little different of an icebreaker. Breaker. But as a podcaster, who is one person that you want to interview before you leave the podcasting world? Wow. Uh, I haven't honestly gave that too much thought. But if I if I could interview somebody, oh man, that is such a good question. But I'm gonna say the first person that comes to my mind, uh, I probably would say probably Gary V. Oh yeah. That dude is insane. <laughs> Yo, he's crazy in a good way. I enjoy oh, for him. Sure. I enjoy him. Okay. All right. A Gary sure. V man. All right. So John, I want to thank you for being with us on tonight. Listening audience, thank you for listening. I want to encourage you to connect with John, purchase his books. As he said, he has merch on the website as well. Follow him, listen to his podcast, all of those things. Do whatever you can to support him. I also want you to text rediscover to 302-648-5544. Remember, we're doing giveaways. So those who text that number would rediscover, again, 302-648-5544. You will enter for a chance to win, all right? As I always say, create a great day, walk with purpose, and by all means, execute your vision. Peace. Peace. Are you thinking of selling or buying your dream home? Then contact Harrison Domerkin, the people's agent. As a licensed realtor in both Delaware and Maryland, Harrison desires to help you sell or buy your home. And he promises you that your experience with him will be great. Call or text him today at 302 260 0659 or email him at harrison domerkent at gmail.com